Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. And welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. This is the podcast about all things regarding board games. Sometimes not just board games. Sometimes we talk about other things. Perhaps you've listened to a previous podcast of ours where we interviewed somebody else. Perhaps you've listened to the other almost a hundred of our episodes for which we tend to ramble. If you have, then you would know that this is Jerry, the star of the show, and with me in this studio. Hey, everybody, this is Gabby, the primary host, the foundation upon which this show is built upon. Yes, Gabby. And as part of our show, not only do we discuss and discuss and cuss and discuss board games. Mostly cuss. But we also talk about the other things for which might come on to our minds, because that's what we do. Come on to them? Yes, things that might come on to them. Do you have something of appropriate banter for us? When Congress added an extra month of daylight savings time in 1986. Mm Mm-hmm. Sales of golfing equipment increased by $400 million. Extra golfing. That's why we do daylight saving times? At golf, yes. Extra golf? Yes. Have you golfed? I'm a golfer. You're a golfer? Yes. I've gone golfing with you once. And? You're a decent golfer. I beat you. I enjoy drinking and golfing. I have a handicap of 300. I have a handicap of psoriasis. (laughs) 320. Bursitis, and I can't hardly... uh, And crippling anxiety. Crippling anxiety. You know how difficult it is to know that you're out here enjoying a pleasant day on the golf course, and at any time a ball could strike you in the head? Yes, I do. I don't like golf. Anytime I count past three... I like to drink. You get nervous? To golf. I drink to golf. I like driving the cart. I like drinking. I like that aspect of it. But really, golf is fun. It's like, a, you know, a, a racetrack without the rules. True. But I also find that golf with its. You have all these rules you have to follow, this etiquette. Ain't the boss of me. You have this etiquette. I'm like, the wild card of golf. You're supposed to want. Why do you holler for. Because that's what I'm saying. I know. That alerts them. I know, but why for? Why not just look out? On guard. I would, I would holler on guard. Look out! On guard sounds like it's like, be ready. It's a golf thing. I don't know. I'm sure you could look it up right now. Well, I will. You what could Wikipedia it. But who has time for I'm that? I'm doing it We're a on-the-spot speak. A board game podcast Why? that deals with the ever-present mechanics of gaming. Oh, the term is a short form of the form. word before. So when you holler for, you're actually yelling before, which is the synonym or synonym to ahead, like French toast synonyms. <laughs> Thus, for literally means look out. Look out, bro. Golfers use this term immediately following an errant shot as a way of warning other golfers. For literally means look out ahead. Look out. For. Look out. Before. Before you. Okay. This is a trivia question for you regarding board games. I'm ready. Especially ancient. Mm, I'm ready. 
this game involves black and white discs and a green grid for a board. Is that Go? Othello. Oh, Othello. I love it. Connect Four. Shakespeare. Or Go. You tell me. It's a multiple choice. I'm giving you the opportunity of multiple choice. Well, Go came to mind immediately, but I don't know if the board is naturally green in Go, so it might be Othello. Made of jade. Oh, it is it? I don't know. I'm just saying Oh, that. Othello, then? You tell me. I'm saying Othello. Othello go, or I connect said, four? I said go first, and I said Othello next. Well, you're going to go with your first instinct or your secondary instinct? Othello. I pressed Othello. The answer is, you're correct. Oh, what do I win? In Othello, you flip the disc to make them your color. What do I win? You win my respect. Okay, next question. I'd like more, okay. more respect. In this game, you can be a dispatcher, medic, scientist, operations expert, or researcher. That's pandemic, and that's Who's doing Okay, this? well, hold on, hold on. Who's doing Hold this on. This trivia. is by play.howstuffworks.com. Oh, Okay, let me go to one that's a little more obscure for your refined taste. I make the sound to indicate my disdain. Uh, How about this? This game was immortalized when Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally? I can't remember. That was, um, give your options. I'll give you your options. Monopoly? Mm. Pictionary? Mm. Scattergories. Scattergories. Was Pictionary. I don't care. In the in this Pictionary scene, Jess can't stop yelling, "Baby fish mouth!" <laughs> Baby fish mouth. <laughs> I don't get it. It's not I funny. Either. I haven't seen I, when Harry met Sally. In that in that Johnny Depp. Okay, this is a two-player game. Stupid! This is stop. Stop. All right, fine. Just stop. Fine. I thought I would try something else this, different. No. Why would okay, you want to, well, you just want to saying, break? I tried. Something different. The formula you know that you know has what, gotten us. Just take me out back and shoot me. Well, I we to the steakhouse. <laughs> Get it no, out back. back. Steakhouse. Yes. Blooming onion. Blooming. Do you like blooming onions? The awesome blossom uh, dip. Can't, how could you not? It's basically those. onion rings. And onion you rings. Dip them in sauce. I'm I hungry right now. Don't I'm like. Very onions. hungry. I'm not ate today. I've not ate breakfast nor lunch, and it's almost dinner time. Well, you shouldn't be drinking with blossom onions. You dip them in that batter, and they make it feel all right. Like you know life is going to be worth out living when you have onion rings. You know what? Life's a little bit tough right now. It is. But you take those onions. You batter them. Why would you want to beat up on Fried onions? Them. <laughs> salt. A little salt. Why would you want to assault battery. them? Assault and battery them. Then dip them in ketchup. Oh, my God. Can you still get those? You can. At Bloomin' Onion? I think you can get an awesome blossom. I think you can. Do you know Sonic around here used to have the best onion rings? But Supersonic? Yeah, just Sonic. Not the hedgehog? like the Hedgehog, but the Sonic the Drive-In. I realize that a lot of our listeners don't know what Sonic is, but here in the South, we still have these drive throughs that are just drive throughs They have multiple drive through parking spots. There's like 50 of them, and you just pull in, and there's your own little menu sticking up there on the little little button you push. And you Every, push anything you want, just you, a... You a just, touch away. You push the button, and then you say, I want this. And then people come out and bring it to you, and you never get out of your car. And that's why most of us in the South have trouble with obesity. I am obese. Because we don't like getting out of our vehicles. I love those chicken nuggets. You know what? Are you like, not what? Give me seven chicken tenders. I don't want three. Give me seven. They don't. They just with have fries the and two and the four. They don't really go Well, six. I upgrade to a seven. So you, 
Chicken Express. You do oh you do Chicken Express. Chicken Express, I say. Chicken Express, no. They're like, okay, you're feeding your family? No, ma'am. Just me. <laughs> Don't insult me by calling my meal a family meal. This is a personal any give pizza. Give me the okra, give me the fries, and give me those tenders and shut up. Any pizza is a personal Don't pan. If you try hard enough. Don't you judge me. <laughs> You go to Kentucky Fry. I want the family bucket. No, I want. I call that the my bucket. <laughs> uh, obesity's killing us all slowly. Um, what so, we're going to discuss today, Jerry? Discuss? Oh, we're going to talk about Rurik. Rurik. Dawn of Kiev. Kiev. It's historical. We should have asked Oh, Mr. Dan Throw about this, but we didn't. Because we forgot. There are so many questions I had for Dan. If you we listen, need to have him on again. Dan's very smart at spacebiff.com. He's too smart for us. Uh, he's too his, smart for me. He's historical. He is. And hysterical. Historical Dan. Yes. And historical Dan. follically challenged. He has no hair follicles. <laughs> um, so Dawn of Kiev, Rurik, was a Kickstarter for which I, of course, in my infinite wisdom, kickstarted. And what are the... <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> You're so self-congratulatory. I am. <laughs> Jerry is a great star. <laughs> and he makes wise decisions. Um, I Cracking c- wise and I, making wise decisions. I kick-started Rurik because they advertised that it had a new mechanism. And that mechanism You was, also kick-it-started, uh, <laughs> what's that, Dragon Saloon game? <laughs> Dragon Saloon game? What are you talking about? It was like a little board. We like folded out. It was like the little flat, the felt. Like was, was just oh, a, you're talking about Dragoon. Dragoon. Dragon, Dragon Saloon. Dragon Saloon. <laughs> it was Dragoon. Yes, you kickstarted that as well. It was pretty. And it happened. wasn't that great, but exactly. it was pretty. But, so uh, what was your infinite wisdom on that one? Well, I sometimes kickstart pretty things. Because sometimes even pretty things need a little money to help get funded. And so that's why I did that with Dragoon. In Rurik, they advertised that this was a new mechanic where it's like bidding action selection, where you're bidding on the actions that you're going to take, which is not necessarily new, but the way that the game presents, it's very interesting. And so now I'm going to go into my 30-second spill about how the game is played. Mm. Okay. I'm ready to snore. Go ahead. It's an area control game, but there is this board. I would say it's a bidding game. Before Barry Control. Okay. I think you said the wrong thing first. Okay. Well, I said the... I got it out of the way. I was getting my wrongness out of the way. Okay. Go ahead. So, it is an area control game, but it also has uh, a bidding game. You cannot area control the game without the programmed auctioning that takes place. All right. But it is an I think it's a program auction game. With area control. With some area control. With area control. (laughs) So, is there a reason why you're interrupting me? Uh, yeah, because you're wrong you, you in stating what's right. Okay, whatever. So, in this area control auction game, or auction area control game, you are auctioning your not so much money, but you can use money, but you use these little advisors that are numbered one through five, and that's their power, their strength. And you're taking turns placing your advisor out on the bidding board, and those actions that you're bidding on are either I advise not to. Attack, move, tax, build, and even scheme. And then after you place your advisors out there, and as the other players place their advisors, those advisors may knock your player 
your advisor down depending on their strength. And of course, you can always add money with your advisors to make them more powerful to push the other players down. So if you put a four out there and they place a five, that five, of course, goes up top, moves your guy down. Of course, you want to be on top because that's where the strong actions are and at the bottom are the weaker actions. After you get done doing all your bidding, you then, strangely enough, have to take your advisors off in order from one through five. So you don't take your most powerful ones off first. You take the lowest. You don't get to choose. You don't get to choose. You go one, two, three, four, five. So you have to carefully plan. So not only are you bidding and deciding where you're going to go with this, you also have to make sure that you're going to be able to execute the actions that you want in the order that you want them. This game also comes with some very nice miniatures, a very nice insert, some very nice artwork, some player variability, depending on which characters you select, and also some a neat little solo game that's attached to it. So, Have you played it? I have not completed a solo game, but I do appreciate that the solo game was particularly straightforward in terms of the cards and how you play it. Uh, it, it does add, it, it, it simulates it close enough. I haven't got to complete it, complete a solo. Every time I start playing it, I get, get interrupted. Okay. So what do you get interrupted by? Cause I have a family. Like what? What happens? I have children. Give me an example. Well, so you're playing this time. Oh, well, bit number three on attack. I'm bidding. Daddy? Yes. I'm daddy? doing things and the kids come up. You're ignoring me, daddy. Yes. And plus I'm also painting miniatures for Imperial Assault right now. That's, that's taking up a long time. Go away. Yeah, and so once I get done with my Imperial Salt miniatures, I'm then probably going to... Do you love me more than minis, Daddy? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what quality of miniatures. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Do you love me more than Rurik, Daddy? <laughs> Why do you use that voice? <laughs> I wish you'd stop with that creepy voice. People have wrote in and said that's a creepy voice and you should stop. It's, it's accurate. It's not accurate. My kids Your don't sound. My kids don't know. sound like British they, peasants. They do. Little orphans. His British name peasants. is literally Oliver. Oh, <laughs> uh, British peasants. There isn't. I don't know why I use that term. I'm thinking of like the Oliver. old twist. Yes. Yeah. That was a depressing straight up with a twist. That was a. That was a Depressing show. It was. And Rurik is kind of depressing because as you have these plans that's It's Vikings, you, right? No, yeah, no, it's Kiev. And Kiev is kind of like pseudo late antiquity. Yeah, it might be. It might be early antiquities. Who knows? I don't know. I have some late antiquities. I was late to the antiquities. I have a chess that I bought that's very old. And it has little brass hinges. And whenever brass I look, Lincolnshire's. I think these are brass Lancashire hinges <laughs> from Huntington Field. Oh, yes, fancy, fancy, very fancy. Daddy, <laughs> do you love me more than your brass Lancashire's? <laughs> Listen, in Ruick, as you play this game, not only must you. Cons- I rue the day we played Ruick. Not only must you consider how you bid, but when you bid and what you bid on. Also, you have your own player board with your little management of your resources because as you area control certain areas out on the board, you didn't collect the resources off them and put them on your ship. And of course, it's kind of like a set collection thing. The more different types of resources you have, that gives you money. Money also helps you in bidding. Those resources can also be cashed in for extra actions. And so the game is very thanky for such a simple bidding mechanic. Matter of fact, Rurik came out in 2019. We have, oh, not, snap. we have not done our game of 2019. 
to give our listeners a hint of how I feel about Ruick, Ruick is certainly in the running for the game of 2019, and it is without a doubt the best Kickstarter I got in 2019. <laughs> how many did you get in 2019? I got Dinogenics. It oh. edged out Dinogenics. Oh, in your opinion. In my opinion. I certainly enjoyed Dinogenics. I-Y-O. Yes, I enjoyed Dinogenics. Matter of fact, straight up, Dinogenics is basically now, baby. Jurassic Park, the board game. It's better than Dino, what is it, Dinosaur Island? I love Dinogenics. Dinogenics is spot on. Quality mix. Spot on. Spot on. It's got good solo, nice components. There are some graphic design issues. The rule book is not that great. But Rurik, Rurik, mm-hmm. it's got a great insert. Ain't nothing good stuff. better than a good insert. It's good stuff. It's got excellent little game trays trays is it game trays minis stuff like that i don't think it was actually game trays i don't think it was game trays they did their own trays but they're still good it's a very excellent insert and it just has a very nice rule book and the player there are some player powers that you can use with in the game or you can just completely ignore them like ignore them like we like to do with the miniatures um yeah, Rurik is awesome. Rurik is really good. That action really programming, au- action auction, the auction, the action of the auction programming. It's great. Really good. I like it. Uh, it's It re- requires you to like just step by step think out, okay, if I do this, after I do this, I am going to do this. And you can easily mix up what you need to do. And then you can increase that by the coins. I don't know if you mentioned that. Mm-mm. You probably did not. But I've got those. No, you, we, we're not using your metal. We were using your metal coins in the game. So if you, so say for instance, okay, so your your actions are available one through five power ability on your meeples. Mm-hmm. So you have five people you're going to put on there. You get extras depending on the, the, the length of the game. You get some more. But Say I put a one on there. If I want to increase that to a power level of two, it's still going to be a one level rank, but I can put some money on him and make him a two or three or, or however many coins I want to. And what's interesting about that is that money is very hard to come by. It's very hard to come by. So you can blow all your money to make this one a five level person, but yet you will still get to play him first over a five because of his numerical value. That is the most interesting part of this game to me. It is. And also something that's very telling, and it doesn't really come out until you've played the game, is that money is also used to activate certain actions on the bidding board. So the lower strength actions, as your advisors get pushed down through the ranks, they may have a similar action, but it may cost them money to perform that action. Yeah. So you could find yourself in a position to where, because of your poor planning, you have no money, and now it's your turn, and you can't even do the action because you can't expend any money because you've wasted it. I thought that was very interesting. And so the game turns out to be, it doesn't feel like a bidding game to me when I'm playing it, even though that's what I'm doing. Really what it feels like is I am I'm placing these advisors out there in such a way, and I'm trying to ensure that I've given them enough resources, enough money, and done things exactly the way that I need them to be in exactly the order that I want them to go out there that... It's so intricate, the plan I'm trying to hatch, that's very frustrating when the other players 
come in and step all over those plants, and they do that without even trying. Mm -hmm. Rarely do I look at you and go, all right, this is what you're trying to do. I'm going to mess you up by placing my advisor here. It just happens. That, to me, is always one of the best player interactions in a Euro game is where players step on each other's toes without even trying. I don't have to look at what you're doing to try to screw you over. It just happens organically. It is organically messing with each other. Yeah. It is the organic, I'm doing one thing, and you just happen to be wanting to do the same thing. Correct. I like it. Well, that's the way, because like, it, there's the area there's the there's the board which is, takes place in whatever what is the country kiev okay oh, isn't that dawn of kiev isn't, isn't that it? like the ukrainian area sure sure Bruce. far be it from us to do any sort of research dan is so his. you have like different areas of this map like uh risk you can take over and you start off the game, you're going to put per people in this area and this area. Jerry's going to put people in this area and this area. And then you start the game. So then, depending, if you have the most people in that area, you have control. So it, throughout the game, you can take over other areas, but you have to make sure when you take that area over, you're going to fight them and you're going to have the area majority. If you have the area majority, then you get to claim the resources from that area. Claiming resources is very important as well. You have this player board that has all these resources on it that earns you money. With that money, then you can make your non-high worker, like my one and my two worker, worth a five or a six worker. You can go beyond if you want to. That's really the main reason for the money. Right. That 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 the company itself is calling it auction programming. Auction programming. Auction, which is and that's really where the term. game takes place at. Uh, there is a map with areas and resources and you put your uh you know little miniatures out there and you can fight, but you can't fight unless you go to that auction programming board. And if you play that wrong, if you put your move before your fight or your, uh, uh, what's that? Taxed or build or tax? No, what's the one where you get more workers? Oh, uh, muster. Muster. If you get, if you put your muster in the wrong spot, it, it, it is, this game is so smart in the way it does this. If you put your pieces in the wrong order, or if you do the wrong action first, it will mess you up. Because So depending on player order, depending on where you put your workers. So like say, I'm fixing a fight Jerry, but I have no workers in the area Jerry, and need, Jerry is at. First, I need to muster. So I need to gather workers to my spot. Then I need to move them. So that would be my one and my two. So then I need to... After moving them, I need to make sure I put number three in attack. But let's say Jerry has placed his number one in attack. It, it, the way this this auction programming works, it can go so many different directions. It, it hurts your brain. It's impossible to figure out. But in that, that's why it's so good. Because I cannot predict what you're fixing to do with your action and with your extra coins you can trump what i really wanted to do and therefore blow up my whole plan of gather workers or gather soldiers move them into your area and then fight you right depending on the order you stick your stuff you could 
the the work the soldiers I had, you could end up fighting them before they even move and to wipe them out. Right. And therefore, I have a muster and fight that I can no longer even use. And so, in this game, very wisely, the designer who I just looked up, a man by the name of Stan and Kordonsky, he is the designer of Old West Impresario, which I've never played, uh, Lock Up, a role player tale, which I was interested in playing, and Dice Hospital, another game I've been interested in playing, haven't got to play. And so, he very interestingly kept the uh, a lot of the tropes that you find in kickstarters and i'll whip out my soapbox is that they often will make a game that has the same tropes that you see in other kickstarters such as they'll have um secret objectives this game has secret objectives in it but they're not so overpowering that it caused the players to each be pursuing a different goal the goals of the game are very straightforward. They're tracked on this other board that shows who's won the most battles, who's who's done combat the most, who has the most uh, con- connected areas that have buildings built on them, who has the most resources, who controls the most areas. It's all very straightforward to be able to look at and see who is winning the game. I like that a lot. It adds some tension to the gameplay as you're, all the players are after these various objectives. So no, all the players are after the same thing. They're not out pursuing different things. I also appreciated that the combat in this game was very straightforward. When you get on the combat track and you attack another player, you just simply remove one of their one of their uh, soldiers from the board, and then you draw from one of the two scheme decks. It's very decks. deterministic. Very deterministic. Now, the scheme deck are these two decks, that are, that are, that are these two separate decks of the same different types of cards that have been sprayed out, and one of the actions on the programming board is that you can look through the scheme deck and select a card out of like two or three that you draw off the top of the deck. And those scheme cards give you generally extra actions and bonuses. But also on those scheme decks show if you take casualties during combat. So you can kind of stack one of these decks to where you know, okay, this deck, if I draw from it when I do combat, I won't take any casualties. So like when I attack another player, I have to draw a card to see if I take casualties. Well, I know because I've looked at this deck and stacked it the way that I wanted to because I've programmed everything the way that I wanted to. I looked at the scheme deck, then attacked. I can now take a card off the top of it and know I am not going to take any casualties. So so even combat in this game is very quick, very simple. Everything about this game has been streamlined. It's only four rounds. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Great insert. Great components, really good rule book. It's got a nice solo. It is the best Kickstarter I had from 2019. What is the worst slang that became universally accepted in the 2010s? The worst slang? Now, this became especially popular at the end of the year, you know, 2019, 2020. So such words as stan, you know what that means? I do not know what that means. I thought we'd have no choice but to stand. It means like you are just like fully in there. Like you're like you're our team, Jerry. Okay, everybody. I stand for you. Adulting. Oh, I've heard that term. Yes. I don't know who who needs to hear this, but 
That's, these are words. Uh, these are like a phrase, phrases, especially on Twitter. Mm, I don't. I stay off. Twitter. I don't know who who needs to hear this. They're managing. So they will. They will quote. I don't know who needs to hear this, but blah oh, blah blah. Oh, I thought you were saying you don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear this. I don't no. know why you're talking about it. Slay. Don't know. <sighs> Amaze balls. I've never heard that. I have never heard amaze balls. Wait, you're joking, right? I am not joking. You've never, never heard the term. You uttered it right now. I don't <laughs> know what amaze balls is. Charday says it all the time. Oh, I don't listen to her. She amaze balls. Okay, go ahead. All the feels. I get all the feels. I know that one because it's it's referencing feeling, which although I don't have, I can truncations such as obs, totes. Uh, you'd say totes. All the time, and it irritates Does me. Does it bother you? Yes, it's stupid. My journey. My journey? Is that My like... My journey. Like, oh, that's the... This is uh, what I'm going through the, right now. The cover this band for I'm, journey. This is what I'm going through right now. My journey. Oh, okay. You don't... You I don't, don't understand your journey, and I don't care about your journey. This is everything? Don't get it. Don't know. <sighs> you're, you know, you're really tough for all these things. I did a thing. You did a thing. So, like, I was thinking about this, and I've seen this quite a bit. Like, we recorded a podcast, or we recorded this video, and da da da, da and I'm going to promote it. I'm going to say, we did a thing. Check it out. Oh, yeah. You say that all the time. No, I do not say that all the time. I've never said, we did a thing. You would say that sometimes, don't you? I never have said that in my life, ever. I've never said, we did a thing. Here's our link. Check it out. Do you even do you even follow me? <laughs> I might not. I literally operate under board game snobs. Do you even follow? I am too busy thinking up all my creative content and reviews. Literally? Literally. For this podcast. I don't have time to listen <laughs> to you drone on because oh your totes are repetitive. Exactly. See? Your totes you, repetitive. You don't even you do it and you don't even know. I don't. All right, so I need to mark that off because mm. when I when I have things and I don't mark them off, it messes me up. All right, well, don't get messed up. That's the last thing we want. Look, I don't have time for this banter. What we do have time to mention I'm is that sorry, I have if to bring you this stuff up, Ruick is hard to find. You can get on uh, upstartboardgamer.com. Upstartboardgamer.com has some copies. I think the Atomic Empire might also have some copies. It's a great game. I enjoy it thoroughly and it is without a doubt board game approved correct yes Yes. okay gobby loves it he just he's just i like that game very much he's just too much on thinking about other things right now i don't know why he's being like this but either ways we enjoyed it thoroughly all right until next time this is gobby are we done this is jerry wait we're it wait why are we we're gonna go because i have like shows to watch on netflix bye what are you watching Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.